We declare that we are victorious in the name of the Lord. We celebrate you for the victories, for the blessings, for the honor, and all the good you have shown us. Blessed be your name forever. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run unto it, and they are saved. Thank you for all the testimonies. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for greater testimonies you are here to do. Blessed be your name forever. Thank you for the honor to be in your presence this morning. The grace to be alive. The grace to be counted among the living. The grace to be in good health. We declare that your name alone be praised. Our hearts are set for you this morning. Speak to our hearts. Bless all of us here. Let us leave this place with a touch from heaven. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can you please take your seat and tell the person that you are victorious in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Some, some people stand here to share testimonies because we don't know the background of it. We don't appreciate it. Now I'm telling you. If you know what people go through and the Lord delivers and the Lord intervenes and comes to give a testimony, you appreciate where some of us are coming from. Amen. I pray that the Lord will cause his healing virtue as we go through this fast within 21 days and beyond, you will see healings you have never seen before in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Things that are hidden for so many years, the Lord makes them open and he reviews to it. Listen to me. Whatever that is hidden in your life, I, I, I still give a testimony here. I pray that through this fast, God will open your eyes to see things that are hidden. If people must make confession to you, I pray the Lord will touch them to make confessions. It is happening in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm sharing with you this morning a message of, don't forget we're in a month of what? Holiness. A message of entitled, The Dangers of Sin. The Dangers of sin. Give me the Jeremiah 125. Jeremiah 25. Give me, I want the NIV version. Jeremiah 25. Uh, the verse, is it verse what? Verse 5. 525. He said, your wrongdoings have, has, have kept these away. I mean, when you read the whole story, you get to know how what God was talking about. Your sins have deprived you of good. So, Send us a way of depriving us of good things. That is the reason why we need to know the dangers of it. Now, when you read the Hebrews chapter number 12, from the verse of the Bible says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off, everybody say, throw off, everything that hinders and the sin does so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Don't forget, it's a month of speed. I mean, it's a year of what? Of speed. So we are running. The Bible says that whatever that hinders and the sin so easily entangles you, let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. By the grace of God, I want everybody to understand that and believe that we serve a God of speed. 
And he wants things to work for you in a fast way, in a speedy way for you. And sometimes beyond the way you may think or imagine. In Psalm 147, the verse 15, very powerful scripture there, Psalm 147, the verse 15. He said, he sends out his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. So when the Lord speaks, the word the Lord speaks doesn't delay. He's, he sends out his command to the earth and his word runs speedily. Not he said very swiftly. That's the word, speedily. So whatever God has said concerning your life, God has ordained that every good word he has said about your life must perform very fast. Every blessing must appear very fast. Every good thing the Lord has said concerning about you must appear very fast. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 60, the verse 22, listen to what it says. Isaiah 60, the verse 22. A little one shall become a thousand. God said, I'm going to make the little one to become what? This is speed. The little one shall become a thousand and a small one a strong nation. This is speed. I'll make the, 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 the nobodies, the little one to become a thousand and a small, I mean, a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in this time. Do you understand the word haste? I'll speed it up. I will make sure that whatever I've said, I will turn the little one to become a thousand and I'll make a small people, I mean the small person, a nation. And I've not just said it, he said, I, the Lord, will make it to happen with speed. Help me tell the person that God is not a slow God. He's a fast and even more faster than the way you may think. Hallelujah. I mean, some of us believe that God is very slow. Some even think that when he lifts up the stone, he doesn't throw it fast. Second Peter 3 9. Listen to what he says. Second Peter 3 9. Second Peter 3 9. He said, The Lord is not slack concerning his word. Do you understand the word slack? Slow. As some count. Give me the end. Let me see the way the NIV puts it. The Lord is not very good. He said, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. How many of you believe that you are, you are the head but not the tail? That's it. How many of you believe that you will never be barren, you will marry and you give birth? God is he's not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness. But he's what? Do you understand the reason why God is patient? Because you are not positioned well for God to give you the speed that you, you, he want to give to you. That's the reason why we are believing God this month. The Lord will help us to position ourselves very well and we can embrace the speed God has ordained for us this year. Speed is coming to you in the name of Jesus. So God wants to bring supernatural speed to us. But we must remove all hindrances from his way. And most of the time, one of the things that really hinders God from performing great things and bringing speed in our lives is sin. Isaiah 59 from verse 1 to 3. He said, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot do what? It can hear. Why? Verse 2. 
but your iniquities have separated you from your God. And your sins have hid. So God is not slow that the way we think. He wants to speed up things for you and me. But we have to make sure that we remove every hindrances and every obstacle. Listen to me. By the time this month will be over, every hindrances on your way that makes God not to be able to bring speed in your life are be removed in the name of Jesus. And please, you see, let, let, let me tell you this. The focus by the grace of God of this month as a month of holiness, at any preaching that you hear from here, believe God that the Lord will increase you to do what is right. That's all that we are looking for. It may be, I mean, it may concern you, whatever it is, but any preaching that you hear, ask for grace to be able to do what is right. Hallelujah. So God is not slow, as some of us may think. And no matter how fast, I mean, all of us here, anybody, no matter how fast you want to run in life, if there are obstacles on your way, there are portals, there are stones on your way, there is no way you can run as fast as you may want. Is that right? That's it. There is nothing that God cannot do. There is nothing God cannot do. God can do everything. <laughs> there is nothing. Is anything too hard for God? He makes a, I mean, the, 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 a woman who has never seen a man before to become pregnant. He brings the dead back to life. There is nothing that God cannot do. Please understand that. In I think Psalm 24 verse 1 to 3. He said the, the earth belongs to the Lord. And the fullness. Everything belongs to God. Everything on this earth you are looking for. God, the Lord, the earth is the Lord's. And all its fullness. The world and those are. He said even the people in them belong to me. No. What is it you are. Whatever you are looking for. What is it that God cannot give to you? No, what are you looking for that God cannot give? The air belongs to the Lord. He owns all men. He said, the heart of the king is in my hands. I turn it to wherever. Is it a difficult job? Is it a difficult husband? What, what is it? What is it that you're looking for? What is it? What is it? He owns all things. How many of you have heard about Smith Wigglesworth? He he was a great evangelist. A man came to him and uh, he had no hand. This was a man of faith. He said, I'm going to pray for you. God will do supernatural miracle. He's one of the men of God that the Lord did real supernatural miracle. He prayed for the man and the hand was coming out like this. Hand was coming out. I'm telling you, hand was coming out. These are all documented testimonies. Hand, real hand coming out with fingers and everything. I told you about uh, Papa Deboye. He was preaching and uh, the, the, uh, uh, I think he made, he made a statement. And people, I think somebody was doing something like that. And uh, people wanted to get up. People stood up and uh, they blocked a certain short man. The man was in the crowd, but he couldn't see the man of God. When Pastor Adeboe was preaching, and, then, and this guy said to him, Ah, I wish I was a bit taller. This short man in the, in the church. Then the Lord spoke to him, Papa Adeboe said, He said, There's one man sitting here. 
You have said it in your heart that you wish you were a bit taller. The Lord said, as you tell you, take your trousers right now. The man took his trousers and his trousers was like somewhere here. He has grown taller instantly. You think you are joking? You are serving a small girl. What do you mean? The earth belongs. He owns all things. He's a possessor of the heavens and the earth. What is that this God cannot do for you? There is. Even if I say there's nothing God, it's even an insult to him. I don't even have to say that. You don't have to imagine it. What is your problem? What is your challenge? What is your difficulty? What do you mean? You serve a God who is God by himself. The scripture I read last week touched my heart. He said, death lies naked before him. Woo! Death! From two. He said, death lies naked. Death is naked. The death you are afraid of all. So, the way you are afraid of death, when your head hits you smoking, you are going to die. The Bible says, this death lies naked. He rides on the wings of the... Woo! I pray that you understand this God. And get to know that there is. Please, let me say in the name of Jesus. This my God can do anything. My problem is nothing before Him. My problem. Say my challenge is nothing before Him. I only need to position myself. Hallelujah. There is nothing this God cannot do for you. But most of that, most of the time, the things that hinder this God is sin. And I pray that every grace that we need to run away from it is being released upon us in the name of Jesus. I believe that it, no matter, you see, God can give anything to us, but can you imagine, for example, you buy the, a new dress for your child, you get to the house, I mean, you get to the house and uh, your wife, you see that your child is not really, I mean, your child is dirty. And if common sense will tell you that, what, what are you supposed to do? You tell your child, go and wash up, I mean, go and wash down. And come for your new dress. Will you put the new dress on the dirty one on top? What will you do? Wash down and come. It's the same as God. The same as God. God wants us to wash down so that He can put on the new dress on us. Every grace that we need to wash down to move the old and the future garment, we receive that grace to remove them. Are you here? You have gone home. I said, receive the grace to do what? To move every garment that does not allow our Father to put on the new one on us. In Zechariah chapter three, the verse one, Bible says that the the prophet was standing before the Lord, and Satan was standing at his right hand, accusing him. Said you, the, he said the prophet Joshua was wearing a filthy garment. And listen to what the Lord said. And he showed me Joshua, high the priest standing before the Lord, an angel, and standing at his. Satan was standing right side, resisting him. Why was Satan resisting him? And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. I see not Jerusalem rebuke or whatever. Verse three. Look at verse three. Now Joshua was clothed with what? A filthy garment, and stood before the Lord. Now what did the Lord do? Verse four. And he answered and spoke unto these that stood before him. Say, take away the word. Ah! Take away! 
from today, whatever that is representing like a filthy garment, let the spirit and the angels of God remove them and put on the new one in the name of Jesus. Hey, are you here or you have gone home? Now I'm telling you. You need it. And I need it. Glory to God. Every filthy garment is being removed in the name of Jesus. Amen. So God becomes very limited when we don't make the effort to live right. And that's it. God becomes limited when we don't make the effort to do what is right and to live right. There is nothing that God cannot do for you, cannot do for me. But the hand of God becomes so short because we are failed to do what is right. I pray that God will help us today. Now, what is sin? Let me give a very simple definition to sin. Whatever you do in thought on inaction against God's word is sin. Wonderful. God bless you. Whatever you do in thought or in action against God's word is sin. Now, there are different classes or different kinds of sins. And I want to share about four different kinds of sins with you this morning. And this was my focus, and I want everybody to pay attention to me very carefully. The first sin is what you call the outward sins. These are sins that are very visible and, fam- and we are very familiar with them. So when you read Galatians chapter number 5 from verse 19 to 21, it talks about the sins of the flesh, of the human nature is very obvious, very clear. Now the works of the flesh are very evident. So the first sins I'm talking about are what we call the visible sins. The sins that we do that everybody see. But please, these are things that God wants us to run away from. And he made mention of the which are what? Idol, I mean, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envy, madness, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like. So when you look at this, you, you see the visible sins, sins that we men can easily see. And please, I want to encourage you, if you really, really want to live a holy life, you must run away from visible sins. Visible sins that are very real. Familiar with. And as I speak, right now, some of you are remembering some of the visible sins. Every grace that we need to run away from them, receive that grace to run away from visible. Hallelujah. These are things that will terminate your, I mean, it will interrupt your holiness. He said drunkenness. So if you are not even shy to drink. You, 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 you drink with boldness. You don't even, you don't even hide it. I'm not saying hiding, hiding it is, is right. Bold about it. 
No, but I mean, the way you're looking at my face, I think you know already. If you have been through the new members class, you know that this church, we don't believe in alcohol. We don't drink alcohol. You know that? Now you know, so I mean, maybe your only new members who doesn't know. So if you are drinking secret in your home, you are, you are against the covenant, what we are doing. You are out of touch. You are in the church, but you are out of it. So if you, can, you are remembering yesterday what you did yesterday. So you're... So the first kind of sin is what you call the visible, the things that we all see. And may God and grace us to run away from them in the name of Jesus. And let me encourage all of you here and take a stand for visible things. I mean, if you are here and you are having a party, you are having a wedding, the stand that we have in this church is that you don't serve alcohol. You don't do what? Don't wait for everybody to go, then you go and serve separately. Yo, my people, these are my people. These people, they like alcohol, so when I prepare for them, I do special preparation. If you want to drink, go to Catholic. That's for them. You can, every, every evening, you can just take one bottle. I mean, that's fine. Drink and... Uh, I went somewhere, and the pastor and the members were sitting down drinking beer. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm telling you. Drinking beer. They surrounded them. So, Father will order for three. The members also, they were all. So, when they finished, they were all holding their hands and they were all going at us because they couldn't work proper. Amen. So, that's our. The Bible says, Curse the man who gives alcohol to his neighbor. Lamentation. To see his nakedness. Curse is anyone who gives alcohol to his neighbor. Lamentation. Oh, and I'm in the Bible. It's in the Bible. To give, yeah, to his neighbor, to his season. Which scripture is that? Is Habakkuk right? Yeah. Please check for me. May God deliver us from visible sins. When you leave here, go and break all the bottles in your house. Break them. Sometimes when you go to the malls and you see how people are coming to, you see young, young girls, young boys, and they pack beer. How about 215? Give me a hug 215. Pack beer. And they are, ah, are you coming to buy provision or you are coming to buy beer? Now they buy, they buy all the bottle. Hey! So if you want to go to the mall, those are the things you go to buy. Habakkuk 2.15 Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbor. Pressing him to the bottle. Mm. Mm. As a person, as, is anybody pressing you to the bottle? Some people cannot say it all. Press him to the bottle. Even to make him drunk. Oh, bukakra. Go to Proverbs 20, verse 1. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is a brawler. And whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Continue. You are making a fool out of yourself. He that is led by it. Oh, that's for me. I don't I have I know my level. You know your level? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think there is a song like that, huh? <laughs> As a person, do you know your level? Do you know your level? Do you know your level? Hey, 
I saw somebody's DP. The person has written that I know my level. Whoa. Hmm. It's not a matter of knowing your level. Oh. Don't deceive yourself. He who thinks that he stands should take heed that he will not do what? He will not fall. So that's what we call the visible things. Number two, that is what we call, there's another one which is very much, we don't even look at it, but it's very much serious. It's what we call the the inward sins. These are sins that eyes cannot easily see. But it is within. Only you and God knows about it. The first thing which I talk about is what we call fornication and adultery in the heart. Or spiritual sex. Yeah. Go with me to Matthew chapter number 23. Verse 25, 2.28. What to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, you cleanse the outward of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortions and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees first cleanse the inside of the... So God focuses... When the inside is well, it affects outside. But unfortunately, what we are doing today is that we always appear good from the house. So I don't fornicate. But Jesus said, if you see a woman and you lust her even in your heart, you have already committed. So you can, you can count the number of fornications you have committed. And you lust her in your heart. So nobody has seen that you are going to undress yourself. But in, in the spirit, in your mind, you have already undressed yourself. So if you can see, you can seize a woman and you can undress her from her head to toe. This girl fine. Fine baby. I do what you want. That's all that you have in your mind. Blind first cleans the inside of the cup and dish. That the outside of them may also be what? Clean also. What you scratch them for us is hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs. You know whitewashed tombs? When you go sometimes when you, when you go to the, 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 the cemeteries, you see they will do a very nice tomb, they'll do some tile on it, they'll do whatever. Very, we look at it, the thing is very nice. But when you open inside, full of bones, white white tombs, which indeed appear very beautiful from the outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous. On the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. This is what we call the sins of the inside. Those of you who do that are even the worst people who... I mean. And let me tell you this. Most of the sins that will take people to hell and destruction are the inward sins. Ask the person, what is the essence of you coming to church? And nothing changes about you. You are not improving. You are not improving. You are still the same. Nothing. So from the outside, we look very nice. But deep down within us, hatred. Unforgiveness. Bitter. You are sitting with next to somebody, you are bitter. But you smile. <laughs> the person with you, Close family member. Close to you. But they don't wish you well. There are people that they wish their 
wife should be dead. Oh, he's lying on the same bed with you, but he wish you were dead. Oh, he has found another woman. You must go fast for me to get. Oh, people don't know. But who tell them? I will tell you. No, I'm not joking. Seriously. The people who wish their husbands were dead. In what sense? Please, let's check it all. Don't try to appear righteous on the outside and become a hypocrite and a wicked person inside. It's a dangerous thing with God. I believe that one of the grace that we need that God should help us to work from within that will appear from the outside. Anybody you have kept in your heart, anybody you are harboring in your heart for bitterness and for pain, please receive the grace to let go and to let such people live your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. We shouldn't try to be that kind of thing. May God help us. May God increase us in the name of Jesus. Please help me tell the person I pray for you today. That you not be an hypocrite. Trying to be holy outside. But wicked inside. May God grace you. To do what is right. Amen. Yeah. Unholy thoughts. Jealousy. Within. The thing is inside. So jealous. 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 You can see that this person doesn't like you. Jealous. Somebody wears something. Somebody gets something. What is your problem? You're smiling, but you are jealous. There are even testimonies that people share certain testimonies, even you yours. For you to appreciate God, you feel jealous that why is it them, but not you? Somebody dresses and the person looks in a nice way. Ah! Is it not a, a, a shaman wick? If it's a shaman wick, what is your problem? What is your problem? The person may smile with you, the person may be nice with you, but the person doesn't wish you well from within. From today, may we receive the grace for the heart to be clean, for the inside to be clean, in the name of Jesus. Hey, are you here or you have gone home? And those of you who have been judging people from the outside, be careful, oh. Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. There are some people that who are even bad outside, sometimes they may be better than those who appear nice. In, I mean, I'm telling you. May God help us. Tell the person from today, stop judging people. Yeah. Somebody dressed in a particular way, even though the dressing is not right, and you say, say some of you criticize. You are naked inside. You yourself, you are naked. You are talking about Domodou has covered it small. And doesn't know the right thing. And trying to be helped. But the most difficult part is that those who are bad outside and bad inside. <laughs> ask, ask the person, which one are you? 
Are you the inside and the out, or you are out and the in? <laughs> May God grace us. The third kind of sin which we must ask God to overcome is the sin of omission. And I pray that we need grace to overcome this particular sin in our lives. The sin of omission. The sin of omission that is when you know the right thing to do and you fail to do it. It's a sin. When you know what is right to do and the Bible is against that and you fail to do it. It's a sin. When you close your eyes from what is right. In James 4, 17, he said, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him, it is what? It is sin. How many of you know that it is good to read your Bible? How many of you have not been reading your Bible? We are in the presence of God. Lift up your hand. You have not been reading it frequently. All right. So you can see the number of sinners here. <laughs> so from the outside, you may appear good. You know the right thing to do. How many of you know it's good to pray? We have to evangelize. Is that right? Many of you here, you have been in church. You have never brought one person to God. When you go to heaven, you can't pinpoint this is the person I brought to Christ. You don't have anybody. And you feel comfortable. Jesus said in uh, John 15, 16, you didn't call me, you didn't choose me, I chose you. You should go and bear fruit. He said, go. It's not a, it's not a, I mean, a wish. It's a command. Go. We know the right thing, but we fail to do it. And please, let me, sub, let me submit to you this morning, by the, by the grace of God. If you are here and you know the right thing to do from the word of God and you fail to do it, you are sinning. You may not fornicate. You may not lie. You may not gossip. But you are as the same as the one who is gossiping and who is lying. If you know the right thing and you fail to do it, it's a sin. So you can count the number of sins you have been. That's why when you appear before God, you must always ask for grace for God to forgive you and to help you to do what is right. Amen. Especially when people are in need and you are in the position to help them and you fail to do it. Mm. May God help us. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter number 10, 30, 30 to 37, talks about the Good Samaritan. It's a quite long story. But it talks about from 30 to 37, about the priest and the Levite who knew the right thing to do, but they failed to do it. It's a sin. When people come to you and they are in need and you are in the power to help them and you fail to do, it's a sin. When people are around you, it can be a family member, it can be anybody, and you see that people are in need and you are, it's in your power to help, but you fail to do it. If you see a need, sometimes you can see a need in the church and God touches your heart, please do this. Even sometimes, we may be doing something in the church and the Lord puts on how you can help do this and you refuse to do it. It's a sin. It's in your power to do it, but you fail to do what you're supposed to do. 
If you really want to walk in the, very well in the mount of holiness, you must check the sins of omission. Knowing the right thing to do and you fail. From today, every grace that you need to be committed to your Bible, to prayer, receive the grace to do it in the name of Jesus. Jesus gave a very interesting story about um, how he spoke to some people in Matthew chapter um, number 25, 44 and 45. And we're asking that when you appear before the Lord, he will say that, um, Lord, uh, when were you hungry? He said, well, I was hungry, you didn't feed me. Then they, also, they will all answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick in prison and did not minister we didn't help do anything. Then he will answer them saying, assuredly, I said to you, in as much as you did not do it to one of the and one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. So whatever you do for someone, it's God that you are doing for. And when you fail to do it, you have denied God that thing. So God is in the passing. Hallelujah. Receive the grace to overcome the sins of omission in the name of Jesus. Now, the last group which I want to talk about there, what you call the financial sin. The financial sin is about a person's passion, desire, and drive for money, wealth, and riches. That is a person's desperation or love for money. Most of the time, money and wealth is what is driving our world and people today. We don't care about people. It's all about wealth. It's all about money. But Jesus said in Matthew chapter number 6, the verse 24. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Mormon. Give me the NIV. Let me see the way the NIV puts it. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other. Or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and what? And money. Unfortunately, our world today is after wealth. Yeah. We are all chasing after wealth and after money. Including church people, including pastors. And please listen to me. We are sinning gravely against God. You are too money conscious. You are, you are too desperate. Your passion, your drive. Whatever is... The only thing that moves you is money. Money moves you than God himself. Money. The financial sin. God knows that you love money. He knows that you love money. You prefer money more than God. And listen to me. You are walking on a dangerous path. Your way is very slippery. If all your life, your passion, your drive, and your desperation is about money, it's about wealth, how to get this, how to get that, how to be rich, how to be successful, how to do this, please, you are missing it. You are exchanging God for wealth. And your sorrows will be multiplied. Let me share with you some few things that will happen to you if you are desperate of someone who is after money in this world. All your life is about after money. 
The devil has diminished God and he has magnified wealth. Yeah. If you bow down to me, I will give you everything. Every seed that the enemy has placed in you and me, that is always chasing after wealth and money. May that seed be cursed and be uprooted out of our lives in the name of Jesus. If you don't hear anything, listen to what I'm telling you this, I mean, this morning. Especially this one. The financial sin. You may not fornicate. You may not seal. But your heart for money is too much. You love money. You love money. You love him money than human beings. Now I'm telling you. The way you are too crazy about money, eh? Money is everything. Money is everything to you. Wealth is everything. Now, if you are desperate like that for wealth and for money, the first thing that you will do, you will do anything for it. If you are somebody who is desperate for wealth, the first thing that happens, you will do everything to get it. You will use shortcuts. You will cheat people. You will do people. You will do all kinds. Jeremiah 17, 11. You will do everything for it. If you are desperate for it. Now I'm telling you. I was at a... Oh, yesterday I was coming from Wasa. Have you know Wasa? Wasa Eklopong. I didn't know it was that far. I drove eight hours. Yeah, eight hours from Wasatu, straight, straight drive through Wasatu, uh, 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 Bogoso, from Bogoso to Takwa, from Takwa to Ninamusa. And somebody will share with me. You know, there's a link from that place to Seri. Yeah. You know, tell me, just recent case that happened. A woman. There's a young guy who plays with a, uh, a, a woman's uh, son. So they're just playing and playing, and then the boy called the guy, Come, let's go and uh, play. A, a, a young about I think, 17 years or so. And this boy is about five or six years. So the, the mother was called, So come, so mommy, I'm just playing with, I mean, in the diagram, I'm just playing with, with him. After about six or seven hours, the woman was looking for the child. He can't get a child. So he sent, he sent for the boy. Please, where is my son? So, oh, when you came, I asked him to go. He left. Looking for the boy. They couldn't get the boy. He said, bring this boy. They called the boy. They beat him. The, the boy said, I will say it. This 17 young boy took this five-year-old boy and cut his head off. Oh, as for Sefri, it happens like Sefri, those places, don't go there. Don't go and buy a land at Sefri, I beg you. Just cut. And you know what? They, they sell it for people. People come for it and they sell. So they, they cut 17 years and you see them with all kinds of cars and all that. 17. Cut a five-year-old boy well for riches. Yesterday I was told. A lady was telling me yesterday. She said, those who do the galamsey, Listen to this carefully. When they buy the place for the galamse, because they want to get a lot of gold, 
Yes, I'm afraid. So almost about 90% of those who do Galamse have certain connection with some spiritualists. They do certain rituals for them. They see certain spiritual people. They do certain rituals for them so that the God, the land can produce a lot, a lot of gold. That's why sometimes people are in the pit. Apart from Kelas, you see though, 17 are dead. They, sometimes they intentionally kill people just for wealth. If you are someone who is always after wealth, listen to me, you will do anything. You will do everything. You let your passion for money continue to drive you. You will do something you regret, that, but then you regret. You see, the devil is grooming you gradually. When he sees people driving nice cars, very soon. You are not working. You want to drive Mercedes Benz? You are a young lady here. You are lazy. You don't like work, but you like nice things. Men will use you like football. You know football? They will pass you front. They will pass you back. By the time you realize you can't count the men who have slept with you. They will take advantage. Because that is, I mean, that's what you are looking for. You are looking for money. When you see television, it's nice for you. When you see somebody wearing nice shoes, it's nice for you. When you see somebody wearing nice dress, you want to wear Brazilian hair, but you don't want to work. You are lazy. You want cheap money? You will sell yourself for it. No, I'm telling you. You want television, flat screen. The men to buy for you are there. But they don't buy free. Tell the lady next to you. Listen well, oh. As a patriot that brutes, but does. Give me that, Oriaki James. I love the way he puts it. As a patriot sits on eggs and hatches them not. So you see that girl riches and is not by what? So if you are desperate for wealth, money, you can do anything to get it. The devil blinds your eye and you don't know that you are even killing your son or your child for it. Yeah, I'm telling you. He blinds your eyes. He, he makes the wealth of the world, he, he magnifies it. Whoa! Now there's a new car that has come. You know, there was a V8. Now there is a, a car that has come. That is V12. Oh, yes. V12. When you see it, then you are dying. Vanity upon vanity. You drive those nice cars. By the proper and the good way. You don't sell your soul for it. You wear Brazilian hair. You wear nice shoes. But through the proper and the good way. Are you here? You have gone home. If you are desperate for wealth. All your life is at money. You will do anything for it. Anything. Anything. They were still telling me yesterday at Wasa. A man gave money to the, the wife to send the child to school. The money was 2200 
they were supposed to send about 4,000 or 5,000 or so. But the man only had 2,200. Then she heard on radio, on TV, there's a woman called Mamia Grada who can multiply the money for you. So she took the money and the woman gave her a lotto number. Said, go and sleep. He said, uh, whatever. He said, no, blank paper. Go and sleep. In the morning, when you wake up, you see a number on it. Go and stick. Then the woman woke up. In the morning, she saw the lotto number on it. She went and stick it. And the number didn't come. So she called, went back and said, please, how did you, did you put your head, your left or the right on the pillow? According to what they told me, they said that the man divorced the woman. Just because of that 2000 yeah. Look at you. <laughs> Desperate for it. Desperate. The young man here, be careful. Your desperation for money will cut your life short. He that patricianize and hatches them not. So is it that courage is not bad, right? He shall leave them in the midst of his days. You can never grow well with wrong money. Yeah, I'm telling you. If the source of what you... You see, when you are desperate for you, 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 you can look at your friend and you will still be stealing from your friend. If you are desperate for you, can do any... You don't care who it is. Ah, I know somebody who used their mother for rituals. Use the mother. Or you think those who go for juju money, do you think it's free? They put people on the, people on the line. Way back in Kuma, somebody called, called us to pray for her. When she's, she, the, the husband has built a very nice, a very wonderful building. Store building. When she's in the house, she'll be here, people at the kitchen, cooking. And she'll hear steps. In the, she'll hear steps. So told the husband, what is happening here? She rushed to the kitchen, there's nobody there. He said, I can't live in this house. He said, Madam, you wanted money? Stay here. So little she discovered that all the the, 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 the wealth of the man was not truly a manager resource. By the time she realized her two children had, had died, two don't forget, the devil doesn't give anything for free, right? I think you all know that. You let the devil drive your heart towards money and take your heart from God. Money, 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 money. It's everything. <laughs> Those who look for it doesn't get it. It's a blessing of the Lord. Proverbs 10 22. That make us rich. The Lord will bless you. Yes. Hey, your, your man has gone home. Yes. The blessing of the Lord makes us what? And he adds. So there are certain blessings with sorrow. If you are desperate for it, what happens to you? You are desperate. You are, you are setting God for wealth. Continue. The second thing that will happen, it will choke the word of God that can give you true riches. Mark 9, 14. Please pass for Mark 9, 14. 
He said, and when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and described disputing over them, with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed. Please, because of time, let me just go with me to Luke 16. It's quite a lengthy verse. Luke 16, 11, please hurry. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Now, when you read the two scriptures together, you realize that Jesus talked about the man who went to sow. The farmer. And when he went to sow, the Bible said some of the things, some of the seeds fell on the rocky ground, some fell at the roadside. He said the other one that fell on the other side is about people who received the word of the Lord and the cares of this world will choke the word of God. Whenever you are desperate for wealth, whenever the word of God is being preached to you, you don't take it serious. You don't want to hear messages like this. You want to hear, hey, I see you prospering. Ah, yeah. You, you are going to America in 38 days. I want to hear messages of prosperity. It's good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. We all preach prosperity. But the point is that whenever your focus about wealth, it will choke the right word of God that you must receive. Your prosperity is not coming from the devil. It's coming from God. But it's a full God. It was a full gospel. Yeah. So you don't take some out. No, you at all. It's a combination. Full gospel. May God deliver from the love of money. The third thing, if you are desperate for money, the third thing that can easily happen to you is that you will pierce yourself with many sorrows. And you may backslide. First Timothy 6, 10 to 14. Please, I read First Timothy 6, 10 to 14. For the love of money is what? Can we all read together? Want to go? All kinds of for which some have strayed from their faith. So if you don't take care, you love money too much, you, you will leave the faith. Strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierce themselves through with many so old. Sometimes the rich people you see are not the way you see them all. Yeah. I'm telling you. I mean, by the grace of God, we have seen one or two people like that. Sometimes the air conditioning guys are like fire. If you know the kind of sicknesses they are battling with. Hey! Hmm. I happen to know one big man. Envy no man. Tell the person, envy no man. The Lord will bless you. Some people will keep money and the money will rot. I'm talking about wickedness. Rotten money. The person doesn't have that, that money. The money is rotting. The money is rotting. Somebody told me. As I was working with this person, he used to keep money in polytank. This polytank, you think water? Polytank. He can't send the money to bank. Some rotten, rotten money. I'm telling you, I don't want to go far. Some of you who knows what I'm talking about knows what I'm talking about. Rotten money. You have kept money out for years. You don't know you had that money there in your house, and the money was rotten. You will pierce yourself. 
Can you imagine somebody? I mean, that counts people. You can't money and they steal some. Now, I mean, just can you imagine that? People sweat. You pierce yourself. This man of God suck all those who are were counting his money. Uh, I don't want to mention anybody's name. Count, I, I can't see everybody has suck all of you. Hey, when you suck all of them, the money, the level, the, 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 the amount change. Everybody go to the council with different mind. No, that's money. When, when we're at the White House, the beer bar, we, we do offering weekdays. You keep the money, but the next day you come, the money is not there. <laughs> Somebody has told you. <laughs> yes. And I suspected somebody, and, and I, I heard that person is dead. I don't want to mention anybody's name. You, yeah, he was a church, but he was still in the church morning. You pierce your. He said, for. He said, and grief pierce themselves through with many sorrows. If you are so desperate for one year, you, you end up hurting yourself. Please roll. But you, O man of God, woman of God, flee these days. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, death to mercy. I wish uh, there's one prophet, a fake prophet. He, he was in Kumasi. And now he's doing program at uh, Green FM. He came to see me at the school there last week. He was telling me about his story. And this, I'm talking about this uh, patience. It's awful. When we started the church, we were not patient too. We were looking for all ways and means to get wealth. So we had to mix what we were doing. Listen to Green FM. I think it's two, two to three or whatever. He does that. Now he, has, he said he has changed. And all the pastors have been cheating. Now call. If you don't call, they will come for you and uh, they help you. They help you. And he was telling me. That's about the grace of God. He was, he said, he was asking me. When he came to the other side there. He said, ah, have you, have you been getting support from America? Some people have been helping you. I said, from where? He said, ah, do you sell all at the church? He was asking me. Then, how, then he, I asked me, how are you able to do this? Do you use some ways and means to take money from the people? I said, no, come to our church. We do normal things. He said, how? He was surprised. And I told him, when you are patient with God, no matter how long it is, God changes your level and change your state. You'll be desperate for it. You, you lose it fast. If you are losing it, you may, you may even thank God. But you may lose it and lose your life as well. But all you man of God, flee these things. Gentleness, roll to 14. Fight the good fight of faith. Hold on to eternal life. Oh, that's very much important. To which you were called. And you have confessed the good confession. Praise of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God, who gives life to all things, and before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless. Until the Lord Jesus Christ appearing. You will never depart from the faith in the name of Jesus. Because of not because of your love for money. Number four, if you are someone who loves money, you will end up stealing from God. Oi! There are many in this church. Oh no, no, they are very small. Malachi three six to nine. Hurry up. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances. 
not kept them. Return to me and I will turn to you. Says a lot of folks. But say, in what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Because you love money. Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what have we robbed you? Then he says, in what? In tithes and in offerings. As a person, are you a robber? As a person, are you being stealing from God? Small, small. Zechariah 3, 5. Now, Zechariah 5, verse 4. I mean, 3 and 4. Zechariah 5, 3 and 4. Zechariah 5, 3 and 4. Then he said to him, me, this is the curse that goes over, out over the face of the earth. Every thief shall be expelled according to the side of the scroll. And every pejora shall be expelled according to that side of the I will send out the curse, says the Lord of hosts. It shall enter the house of the thief. As a person, have you been stealing from God? As a person, have you been stealing your tithe? As a person, have you been paying your tithe? As I said, if not, then can I suggest to you that you are a thief? <laughs> can I suggest to you? No, as a person, can I suggest to you that you are a thief? No, I'm not insulting you, but can I suggest to you? I didn't say right, I say talk. As a person, can I suggest to you a thief? And do you know the curse of the Lord is in the house of the thief? So you can see those who are carrying the curse of God here. And when God cares, who will break it for you? Yeah. If you are desperate for money, you will even steal from God. If you have been stealing from God, from today receive the grace to repent. In the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus. And the last of it, you may not end well. If you are desperate for money, you may not end well. Gehazi, 2 Kings 5, 19 through 27. It's about Gehazi with the prophet uh, Elisha. Do you know what happened? When he healed Naaman, and Naaman brought the prophet a lot of things. He said, hey, I don't, this is not time to receive. Please, go with your gifts and all that. When he left, Naaman left. Gehazi said, ah, my master has spared this man. I'll find a way to get some. He went behind, and the Bible says that he told Naaman, hey, my master sent me, as soon as you left, we got, we got some visitors. My master said, you bring some things. He, so he gave him and went with some people to escort him and all that. When the name uh, Gehazi appeared before the prophet, Gehazi, where were you? Oh, I was just at the back. I was just doing one or two things. Eh? I said, hey, why are you lying? Didn't you know my spirit went with you? Then he said, from now on, from now on, the leprosy of Naaman will cling to you and your generation after you forever. Yeah. Read the whole story. You understand? The leprosy of Nehemiah, very good, shall cling to you. Give me an IV. And your descend, Nehemiah's leprosy will come to you and to your the children forever. Then Gehazi went from Elijah's presence and he was leprous. Not only Gehazi. You know the man Judas? A man who was sold, he loved money more than Jesus. Sold his master. 
cheap pieces of silver. Yeah. <laughs> that time it was huge money. And he was stealing the offerings. Do you know how Judas ended? What happened to him? Yeah. Those who love money too much doesn't end well. Not even too much. Those who love money doesn't end well. If it doesn't affect you, it affects even your children after you. But let me tell you, God wants you to prosper. But he wants you to prosper the right way. Tell John 2. He said, Brother Gaius, I wish above all things that you may what? Prosper. Please help me tell the person, God wants you to prosper. Civil conviction, God wants you to prosper. Hallelujah. Psalm 35, verse 27. Psalm 35, 27, please fast. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Who fell my righteous cause? And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity? Tell the person God wants you to prosper. By the right way. And by him. Zechariah 1.17. He said, my city through prosperity shall be spread abroad. Zechariah 1.17. Give me that scripture, my last scripture. Again proclaim, saying, that says a lot of hosts. My cities shall again spread abroad. Through what? God wants to prosper you. And the Lord will again comfort Zion. Do you know what Zion is? God will comfort Zion, the church, once again with prosperity. The church is going to be the most wealthiest place on this earth. Hey, I, I, are you here? You're going home. No, I'm telling you. God is raising wealthy, wealthy, rich, prosperous people. You shall be one of them in the name of Jesus. The church will be a place where members in the church will employ thousands of people. Yeah. John D. Rockefeller, I mean, the, the first richest billionaire, I mean, billionaire in America. He was a, a, a church person. He was the one who was closing the church doors and all that. He, even up to now, his foundation is still there. John, I mean, John D. Rockefeller is a foundation. It's still there. Meeting the needs of people and all that. The generations after you will see your impact because of the blessing of God over your life. In the name of Jesus. You will never be poor. But God wants you to put him first. Don't love anything more than God. The financial sin will crush your destiny. May God deliver us from it in the name of Jesus. Can you please rise to your feet? Hallelujah. Please after me say in the name of Jesus. Father from today, I want to thank you. And ask for grace. Deliver me, Lord, from every sin in the name of Jesus. Deliver me from outward sins. Deliver me from inward sins. Deliver me from sins of omission. And deliver me from financial sins. Let the grace to overcome these sins fall upon my life from today. One minute, please talk to God. This is your prayer. Talk to God right now. Talk to God. Help me, Jesus. Talk to God, talk to God. Help me, help me, help me. It is God who wants to please. It is God who wants to please. Not man. It is God. He will change. No man can change your life. No man can help you except God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray just one minute for... As all eyes are closed, you are here. You know that 
you want God to help you in these areas, these directions I've just spoke about. About the things I've just spoke about. You know, you have an issue with with um, outward sin, inward omission. Now, let now everybody here, please put one hand on your chest. Say to me, say the name of Jesus. Father, create in me a clean heart. Renew, O Lord, the right spirit within me. Let the grace to do what is right from within to appear outward manifest upon me. Help me, Lord, to overcome every weaknesses in my life. And help me, Lord, to put you first. From today, I receive the grace to be conscious of my steps. To be conscious of you and be conscious of sin. Help me, Lord, not to fall and not to offend you. So that I can see your glory and your hand in my life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for helping me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I pray for grace for you to live right. You gain, but you don't lose in any way. Living sin is very difficult. Living certain people in your life which are not right because of benefits are very difficult. But every grace that you need today, let that grace be released upon you. The grace to say no. The grace to say enough is enough. The grace to say, Lord, I want to do the right thing. Lord, I want to please you than men, than this person. Let that grace be released upon us today. In the name of Jesus. When we do what is right, you will never disappoint us. The blessing cannot be counted. Our honor cannot be numbered. Help us to understand this. Help us to do what is right. We honor you. I will bless you. In Jesus' holy name. Wherever we have fallen short, whatever we have done, previously, we did them out of ignorance. But today we ask for grace. We ask for grace. Grace for your people. Grace for your people. Grace for your people. The help, the strength to do what is right and to make you our focus. Help us, Lord. Help us to know that money is not everything. Money is not everything. But yes, indeed, you, you, you can truly bless your people when we do what is right. That's a blessing you want to give us. Help us to put you first. Help us to make you our focus. So that can, our lives can be genuinely blessed. We honor you and praise you. Your blessing will never come with any fear, any sorrow. Help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen.